The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome. You are rocking with us live at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain, or maybe you're listening on the Wrestling Brain Podcast. One of the nasty casties who listens on the Wrestling Brain Podcast. You are tuned in. It's Wrestling Brain. It's the AE Double Dudes. We're talking AEW Dynamite. It's your boy Zoobs, and I am joined this week by the man himself. Sick Nick Dang East is on location. It's it's the all Ontario version of Wrestling Brain, baby. It's it's 10 o'clock Eastern. You're gonna feel that you're gonna feel that 11:30 energy a little later on. It's gonna be an exciting night. I'm thrilled that you're here, Nick. It's WB East, baby. You know, you got sports one, Sportsnet East. You got uh, 360. Next, we'll have WB 360. That's coming. No no problem. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, WB 360 is the highlight wheel. It just, it just <laughs> runs over the crest of basically the TikTok account. TikTok uh, slash wrestling brain. I don't, TikTok slash wrestling brain? I have no idea what a TikTok is. <laughs> That's the link that's the links that I give people you... are TikTok.com slash things, which is not I assume proper way to, see, to uh, share uh TikToks. A huge night of AEW Dynamite, but aren't they all? Hello Nick? heroes. All? Well, you know what? I'm over there on that Friday show. Yeah. I, they give us bangers every week over there. It's it's and just it's like, bottled tension Friday. It's just like it's but a, you know what? every week it's a spring exploding. Two hours. The two hours in the earlier slot changes your mood a lot going into the show. So I, I, I really enjoyed tonight. Wow. McVader huge coming out huge uh, with gifted subs. Will subscribe for 10 Wrestling months. Wrestling brain. In- incredible. Incredible nights. Uh, got, we got Pace Foul subbed. We, it's, it's a year for uh, for Kevsell. A year. I meant to – I, I got to make a, a year uh, mode thing because I've never seen Badge, one. Badge, yeah. It's, it's November. It's November. We're pushing. Looking for our, we hit our daily right there. I hit our tenant. Anyway, oh, uh, wow, crazy, 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 crazy. If Josh was here, I'll tell you what. We're we're gonna shout out Josh in, right now because he's on a well earned, well deserved vacation, hanging out. Uh, in, I can't say where. I all I can say he's in the middle of the ocean. You know what I mean? He's in the keep. I think. I think that's where the Dark Order lives. He's trying to figure out what those dorks are up to. He's trying to uh, fix that faction. So he went out out to the keep, and that's uh, where he is for the next week. No photos, no photos. So yeah, we got the one leak of his beautiful thighs uh, on Twitter that I'm happy. To, I was happy to see. He looks thrilled, and I'm we're absolutely thrilled for him to be out there soaking up the sun and not doing anything. Uh, and it's you and I putting together an episode of AE Double Dudes, and I'm thrilled. Uh, and if Josh was here, you know, first thing he would want to know. Is he would want to know from the chat. He would love to ask the chat a question. He would love to know on a scale of one to seven. One being the worst, hate it, you never want to see it again. Seven being greatest, you loved it. Uh, what would you rate tonight's episode? 
Well, while I let the chat come in with answers there, I'll kind of just do a, a vague overview of like the highs and lows for me real quick before I give the number. Yeah. I think there was a lot of segments tonight that didn't need the match that happened before them. Right. It was um, a running thing throughout the, the entire yeah, night. throughout the entire show. While I do think there was a lot of good, uh, great moments, uh, a, a lot of strong promos uh, from people and some not so strong. Um, I think the downfall of this show was kind of repetition for me. There's a lot of the same. Yeah. Um, I kind of sit in the 4.5 to five region. And I think maybe that's being generous. Uh, simply. I think it's five area because of specifically CM Punk. Come on, man. Right. Like that, yeah. Uh, what about you? Where are you, where are you sitting there? Well, I'll What's tell you the chat, the, the chat has almost unanimously decided that 5.5 was the number there for a second, which is, very interesting. 5.5, I feel, is people wanting to enjoy the show more. It's sort of why I, whenever I give a 5.5, that's sort of where I feel find myself. I guess I, I was pretty sweet on this one. I think I think a 5.5 is, is about where I am as well. Um, it didn't do anything to pop. The, you know, I loved the CM Punk moment. Um, I, I think going through this, I'm probably going to end up at a 6 because I the, the the Paige Van Zant as sexual. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. The Paige Van Zant of it all. And uh, you get a banger Kenny match. You get CM Punk with a, with a heart touching moment you get a nice main event uh and then it was a lot of segments a lot of repetition but you did get a lot of stuff go along so screw it i'm gonna get into the six zone i'm gonna join my wow josh in the six okay I'll, I'll go to five I'll, I'll go i'll go to five <laughs> and i'm sure at the end of this i'll be i'll be i'll be talked into something higher but i have a ton I'm of page content in my <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were planning the show like i usually do with josh um and we were both like boy it's a lot more writing than i expected josh is really scribbling those notes down while he's you know, either he's not watching the show very hard, wink, wink, or uh, he just loves his notes, you know? Uh, and all my notes, everything I have here is is all my keep it or kick it's all my all my push book berries, it's all page fans then. I had to, I had to tap you on the shoulder about 15 <laughs> Every, minutes ago. I was everyone. Like, I was like, I, I, can't, I can't do anything else in terms of games or segments. It's the only thing I'm stuck in my head. <laughs> going to be my performance. Do you want to get to it? Like, no. Where, where do you we'll, want to go? We'll, yeah. come, we'll come back to it. We'll come back. It'll come up. It's going to come up. Uh, she's 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 a bare knuckle fighter. People are telling me. Hey, she, I'm pretty sure she lost, right? She... Craziness, craziness. You know, know. You, you got it's crazy. She, there's <laughs> anyway. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. Um, holy cow! Because there was a, there, there was quite a bit, and it did. It starts out with um, you know, listen a long running thing with AEW and AEW Dynamite is the banger opening match, and it's Kenny Omega match ten minutes off the top of the show. Alan Angels and I liked uh, they sort of they harken back to the fact that these guys have history together a little a little a little history a little early history um Kenny and Alan Angels what did you think of Alan Five Angels they kept saying Alan Five Angels yeah they're really like, leaning into that it's like what well, is it Alan Five Angels he's five and it's Alan Angels need to call him five or is there five angels the way that they have to say it every time Ooh. really truly he, made it hard for me to like you just made better gear than he already has just by saying Jesus, that out loud. Shirt. A lot of people I've noticed as well tonight, a lot of people on the merch match Hall of Shame uh, throughout the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, some, some real good ones. I, I, Yeah, obviously these guys have uh, – Kenny Omega and Alan Angels have history from uh, – I think their, their first match was like at the beginning of the pandemic, like very early on. Um and it had like Jericho on commentary calling Alan Angels Alan Eagles the entire match, right. if I remember correctly. But uh, um, I don't know. 
I can't honestly say I've paid too much attention to Alan Five Angels and Kenny Omega's history together. So like if if there were callbacks in this match, they were lost on me. Um, I enjoyed seeing uh, Kenny get a victory not by one wing angel. Thought that was really cool, and I thought uh, these guys have clearly have some really good chemistry together. Um, it's it was all just a setup, right? That was just a setup to get to the next part. Yes, in a yeah. way, in, <laughs> like in, sure, in a way it, it is. But there is there was some, you know, the, to the point of the um, the terminally online folks that <laughs> <laughs> are catching up. The uh, the bullshit discourse was was that uh, Kenny had given to Angels too much in that match, and oh. he kicked out of the one wing. He kicked out of the V trigger, and that was the whole thing. So that's that's how you. you no. Part of the th- part of the thing of AEW is you do sort of get to snack on both of those things. You get to have the moment at the end that does move things forward, and you can say this is all what just to get there. But at least the match was a match and finished right. and had a story that was coherent, right? So at least even if you reviewed it step by step, you know what I mean, and, and you had those two things independently as opposed to as one thing, you were thinking about it. You know, you could think about it either way. Is sort of the beauty of it. So I, I think I agree with you that it did feel in service of that moment at the end, but it also I appreciate that like it it, it gives us the complete circle. All right. Well, you you said it already. So you're te- you're telling me the, these these uh, terminally online people, as you as you said uh, as you called them, uh, they they thought Alan Angels gave too much. I was did no, they, no. Kenny Omega gave too much to yeah. Alan Angels? Mean it's a ten minutes. What? Ten minutes. It's ten minutes. This not this match, but in the eighteen months ago. You see, that was the narrative they were playing. Oh. I don't know. I think you got to build. Obviously, you got to build your character. It's entertainment, folks. Enjoy your enjoy the ride. That's <laughs> what I always say. I I can't. I I thought this was, that was fine. I thought the the actual the actual uh, match itself was quite good. Alan Angel's doing uh, some pretty cool. Um, uh, he was going off going doing the spring. He did the one springboard move that was like re- really. I don't even know what it, what it was called to be honest. It wasn't like a tope con hilo or anything like that. But uh, um, I'm not the biggest Alan An- Angels guy, but uh, I can totally deal with him giving offense to Kenny Omega as well as uh, yeah. This entire segment was just to get to the hunk, right? Like the the guy who in the tightest shirt imaginable. That's what I wanted. Look at him feeling like a look at him feeling like a top guy as well. I, I he's he's really radiating it. Adam Hangman Page is when he comes out, yeah. comes out gets the get the you forgot your title. Hold on to it tight. Um, any superstition on your end with him touching the title before? Uh, no, I think it's important that he does. If he, if if you're showing if the whole the whole narrative for him has been him uh, having the confidence for him to not have the confidence confidence to pick it up shows right. that. Uh, that uh, he has the confidence to win it, right? Like too many times before, has he has he looked at? He's looked at it before on the ground. That's been a, a, a common thing that's happened two or three times, I think, leading up to this. So I think it's the super. It, I would like. I would actually like it if they used that from the broadcast table. I would like to be like most athletes don't like to do this. You know, like they can be a little heavy-handed with Adam uh, Page's story. So just lean into it a little bit more. Yeah. Love it. Is it? What uh, what what did you think of what did you think of Nakazawa's being involved in this? Did you look, notice Nakazawa at all during this match? Well, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's a positive, right? Yeah. Uh, l- listen, Kenny. 
to the points earlier, Kenny getting a good match out of a guy I'd never heard of is not surprise, uh, really, right? No, yeah, no. Just, you would of think course not. would have a good match with Kenny Omega. I think anybody really, uh, almost impossible not to. Um, yeah, I thought I thought big star stuff from from Hangman. I thought it was like, damn, absolutely, uh, the guy. It sort of radiated. I thought it was radiating. I'll say that again, one more yeah, time. I mean, he's just handsome. He's just handsome. How can you just not look at him and think like this is your next guy? Like this is our guy. Oh, you got ten days. Yeah, he's he is our guy at least. Personally, for me, just. Everyone's just clamoring to get it. I'm I'm almost short of breath because I'm so excited about it. So um after this, Nick, we got Malachi Black in Ooh. I gotta say that this room got a lot of work this evening. They they they, they dark lit a room somewhere in this building and a lot of people were in it tonight. And he's the first one sort of moving back and forth in the shadows. I think a really good, you know, continued use of him in, in that lighting. But what did you think of the promo um talking about Caesar? Yeah, uh, actually addressing, saying it wasn't only Brutus that uh, betrayed Caesar, but uh, alluding to uh, obviously some sort of uh, next level attack on going to happen to Cody. Um, I thought this was uh, alluding to Brody King, mo- uh, most recently released from Ring of Honor. We've seen a few tweets with uh, Malachi Black and Brody King, uh, hoping for the formation of... Uh, of some form of house of black and i don't i don't maybe maybe i'm the minority of this because there's so many factions in AEW, but i think there's still room for one more faction as long as it's led by malachi black so maybe maybe actually can i can i dare i do it keep it or kick it we need do one. it absolutely okay well absolutely here, right. here, here is one here we go First keep it the- or kick it Keep it, you love it, you want more of it. What's the okay? What is the what is the the second part? I fuck, uh, I mess it up every single time. Keep, Keep it, kick is... it, bing bong. You want more of it? Kick like it. it. Look at what does Josh always say? What's the thing? You, you you hate it, never want to see it again. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm changing it this week. You're sending it to the depths of hell. That's what I always say. Wow, depths of hell. That's what I say on Fridays. Harsh. Keep it or kick it. Uh, the House of Black existing in AEW in 2022. House of Black in 2022, and that's just another faction, which is what, which is why I like. I love the idea because it's been it's, he's been alluding to it for so long and referencing it for to it for so long. But trying to imagine who would be in that faction is what makes me skeptical of it. So I, I'm I'm fifty fifty on the fe- fence here. Uh, what what do you think? Oh, I, I miss I miss despise it in the uh, in the hate it. I hate it part of it. <laughs> Keep it or kick it. Um, listen, it, it's a unanimous keeps all around. Every every single person in attendance uh, and they want to keep that. So Nick, okay, okay. So just one more faction. What about you? What do you what do you think about that? Do you think oh, I'm gonna kick it? Just, I'm gonna kick it just to be different. I think uh, spooky guy who works in the shadows. Ah, uh, yeah. Give me give me lone wolf. Give me give me a little lone wolf here. Yeah, I I think. I would. I love the idea of it, but I'm very concerned on adding another faction to AEW. Yeah, I, th- I think it just clogs everything up, and it's come. One of the things we all complain about is when they jam thirty guys, <laughs> which they do at one point tonight, actually, as well. They jam 30 <laughs> yeah, guys, that was gonna have like 115 <laughs> people on the show. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I just let's get let's give Malachi a spotlight before we do that a little bit. So maybe I'll maybe I'll kick it too. Actually, there you go. Look at that! A sneak, 
we throw it out unanimous bait to the to the <laughs> audience and then both of us in the show are like you're all wrong every single person who watches this <laughs> do you like this idea because yeah. we both hate it yeah <laughs> we know you that well though we know what you we know what you eat up <laughs> absolute sickos uh <laughs> people love the factions i I agree listen i i, I do like a lot of factions as well. honestly what makes wrestling fun people, is people would hang out friendship. naturally people would hang out if they if they can there's heel and face tunnels yeah uh, Nick, next up, CM Punk uh, comes out on the show. No stage dives, no waving, no uh, no like slick back hair. Still a huge, still a huge pop, but slick back hair right down into a crouch. Very serious uh, right away. And um, boy, oh boy, what a what a command and and what a guy to have to handle this moment to be able to put out in this spot. Um, CM Punk starts out talking about mocks. Gets gets, the, gets a mocks chant going. Uh, gets the crowd behind Mox and starts talking about how proud he is of Mox and says, you know, we haven't always seen eye to eye. We don't have, the, we're not the tightest guys. You know, it's not, we don't have the greatest relationship in the world, but I'm really proud of him and um, brave for doing what he is. And I, and, you know, that he can take as much time as he possibly needs to get healthy. And he knows how it feels to get sick and to feel like you have to continue finding a way and you have to continue scratching and clawing. Uh, truly special words uh, and a guy. And not many people in the world that you would rather have in that spot, I would say. Um, you know how much it meant to him and how honest and, and real it felt. Wrestle 23 brains. Wrestle 23 uh, brains. There's wrestle a second half of the promo brains. that goes into Eddie Kingston. But but to first, um, your thoughts sort of on on Punk out of the out of, off the top here. Yeah, I think first off, uh, the ability that Punk has to uh, draw parallels from someone who uh, is struggling with alcohol from a man who doesn't drink whatsoever is incredible. First of all, uh, just talking about personal struggles in, in his own in his own way. Uh, the fact, yeah, for those who aren't aware, the uh, John Moxley entering uh, rehabilitation uh, for alcohol uh, today, or was it earlier earlier today that was announced? Or was Tony it put it night? out last night, I believe. Okay, well, um, yeah, I think that the ability that um, to have Punk be the guy to come out and just address it right off the bat and say that there's a lot of parallels between them. Um, and yeah, the ability that he uh, struggles, he, he struggled through, you know, pain and just putting up with it and, and being the generous guy all the time. Um yeah, there's no there's no one better than, to articulate it than Punk because I think he really n nailed it on the head that uh, they both want to be the best in some facet, but uh, uh, will often I, I I don't know how to phrase this. I guess they will often uh, cater to what the office needs. I guess, um, but uh, it, it really incredible uh, promo by Punk as well as being able to say giving the excuse being like there's two guys here tonight one one has a good excuse and one doesn't leaning into eddie kingston obviously was whoo it, it was so good i uh well yeah you're, pull, you're pulling it up there you look at look how handsome that guy is yeah that's like he's such a handsome guy too yeah i think that's 90 percent of the show for me i'll just say everyone's handsome <laughs> yeah it's been a big been a big handsome out of the gate yeah, it's a lot of handsome guys <laughs> yeah i mean listen i can't argue with you it's a lot of it's a lot of handsome strong men uh no questions asked <laughs> what was the actual uh punk used the line specifically uh about oh I, I wish i had it here 
I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> you want to move on to the, the Eddie Kingston portion? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's really interesting. It's really interesting to me, first and foremost, that um, you know both Punk and Danielson have come into the company recently and very quickly went up and sort of poked Eddie Kingston and, and we're just like very much like let's drag Eddie Kingston and some stuff on TV that people are going to want to watch. Um, that, I think that means a ton. And, you know, it's a really interesting thing that, that Eddie's having done to his character right now, especially with this mock stuff, as much as you don't want stuff to become a storyline. Uh, Eddie is a guy who in storyline is close to mocks and is a guy that always speaks to what's close to his chest, similar to how, Punk was tonight. That's something that Eddie always is sort of known for is, is being honest and, and speaking with his chest. So I'm really interested to see where this goes for Eddie because um, we all, you all, you, you know, anybody who watches the show knows how we feel about Eddie Kingston and his ability to cut promos and his ability to speak from the heart, his ability to make stories out of nothing. Um, if there's something here that, that is able to really get him in the minds of people to the, to that next step, it could be really awesome. We could, we could do really cool stuff. Yeah, both Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, and John Moxley, for that matter, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, do a great job of bringing the uh, real-life aspect of wrestling um, into the world, right? Uh, into the in, on Onto the screen. And I, I wonder, we, we're, we see that we're going to get Eddie Kingston and Punk in some sort of uh, face-off on... Uh, rampage i wonder if because eddie kingston's friendship alliance with uh with john moxley if maybe eddie kingston will feel will speak like cm punk has slighted him saying it's not his place to bring up his business something along those lines i don't know if they need to lean into that angle obviously john moxley if if, if he's needs to get better you, you want you don't want it to be a focal point of a television show but as one thing that these guys really excel at are are bringing these those real life moments and uh, kind of well not exploiting them to a degree. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> well, I think there's I think there's a difference between exploiting something and, and sort of using it, like, you, you right. know, using it in you know in a in a way that tells an, an intriguing story and can have a positive message attached to it. Especially when you're able to be in control of the narrative as they are in in this world, right? right? Where they can sort of it, I I know that. The benefit of the doubt certainly hasn't been earned by the wrestling business in general. Right. It, it is more likely to go your way in, in historically, but I think you talk about the guys whose hands were putting this in. Um, you know, there's I don't think there's three guys in the world you'd trust better um, to sort of handle it in a way that speaks uh, artfully and and is done in a in a great way. And man, it's just great. Um, people people been asking. For a long time, right? People, people that don't love the crowd dives and people that um, don't love the, uh, the like waving and being loving being in every city part of the CM Punk reunion tour. They wanted them to have a few. They wanted him to speak from the heart. Man, it's gonna be. It's it's something. It's something else. He's obviously still. <laughs> this is uh, what a world we live in, as Josh points out. We, we, the Kenny Omega opening match right into a CM Punk promo against Eddie something i really appreciate yourself sometimes yeah real quick just something i I really appreciate about a punk is his ability just to flat out tell you if he's having a bad day right and like i I know that's like something small but it's it's something that if you continually do it week after week and then just say i'm having i'm it's like it's a good day i'm back in wrestling i was like i'm having a bad day there uh, two people didn't show up to work today uh and then 
having that be the gradual transition from face to heel it's just like you see just having bad day after bad day after bad day and it's i think i think that's just the little touches like that just uh revisiting something that he would say in previous weeks just makes punk just an absolute another level uh speaking of little things in the speech he also mentions that he wanted to be the replacement in the tournament a small, very small thing. He 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 wanted to see or he wanted to fight Orange Cassidy today. We spent some time in our group chat. Josh is in Hawaii texting in. I can't I, I can't believe that you guys get to have Orange Cassidy against CM Punk, and that's the show you guys get to do together. Um, it lets us know that he wanted that too, but it's Eddie Kingston's fault. Eddie Kingston's not there, so Miro's going to take that spot, and that takes us right into Miro promo explaining himself, uh, his ambitions in the tournament, and he says this is God's chance to prove himself. Miro um, in that same dark room that uh, I think, yeah <laughs> I think I'd read light in that same room but um, yeah I just thought a nice little piece of production there to, to add that in there didn't really need to have it in the speech didn't go didn't didn't really need to be like it was just an extra two lines that get in there that move us into the next segment I thought a uh, nice little piece of work and and what did you think of sort of the Miro in the dark room uh mural under it doesn't really the i guess the <laughs> there's no like ambiance uh tour tour i mean there's no i guess he's felt betrayed by god right so like he's he's got to be in this dark place in his life but from losing the tnt title he's, he's been betrayed by god and he needs to prove it to his what uh, prove it to his god and his wife that he can uh go to the next level uh I've, it's 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 fairly fairly dark and I, I think uh i would have liked to see it's nice to see Miro back on the screen. That, that as simple as that. I don't think this was like. Obviously, this was a rushed introduction back into uh, back onto our television screens, but uh, way better than yeah when he was uh, <laughs> a best man for a guy who's not on TV anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the I do like the wrinkle as Josh points out. Uh, be mad at God, an incredible wrinkle to this character. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole and the Bucks backstage cutting a promo, super quick, if you will. Uh, interrupted very quickly by Christian, uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy. We see a stage dive. We see a concerto. A big st- we got a, a big stunt and brawl spot here between uh, the Jurassic Express and the the super click. Uh, where are you on this sort of this back and forth between these two teams? Because I find myself sort of um, unclear on what exactly is has ignited this, other than uh, an early match between Cole and and. Where are you on sort of this back and forth? Between these well, two it's clear that it's supposed to be some sort of lingering effects from Christian beating Kenny, right? Way, way back, and then now, and now, obviously, Jungle uh, Jungle Jack and uh, Adam Cole are uh, are mixing it up since their match where Adam Cole had to cheat to, uh, to beat him. But uh, I, I want to first touch on just Nick Jackson just flat out being like. We're tough guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right after, um, right after Punk had talked about uh, what real toughness is, like almost word for word in the previous yeah. segment about being a tough guy and how it, he thought it, it made him like he had to do things that weren't healthy. Uh, so good. <laughs> so good. Listen, I, I, I look forward to my, my Nick Jackson content every single week, man. It's huge for me. Yeah, no, he, he's incredible. I thought the segment was, uh, it was, it's, we got a lot of brawling in uh, in the crowd in the in the stage. Um, one thing I always say is I I enjoy world building uh, and like I, like the last week when we saw 
Eddie Kingston go go interrupt CM Punk's interview on Rampage. It was it was nice seeing fr- from the backstage to the interview stage where we got this time we got from the uh, I guess they were in some sort of interview portion of the uh, in front of a chain link fence, but we got a little bit of attachment of them fighting onto into the front of the stage as well as Adam Cole coming crawling through the t- uh, crawling through the face tunnel. I th- I thought more moments like these. Uh, uh, really build the world to the viewer especially a tv viewer uh, obviously it's not ideal for uh uh watching live when people are <laughs> brawling in the back all the time but uh uh the feud itself it's a little tired i feel like it's all kind of doing service to potentially going to christian versus jungle boy am i uh, am I wrong to say that? Is that where you see this going? I could say that's probably the general direction. I, I would I would say that's you know maybe Christian is is making something here. Uh, I I don't know, frankly. That's sort of why I I, I came to you. It, it feels like uh, you know I'm not really sure how we moseyed into into here. The the elite sort of um, circle of what's going on with them is sort of, it's a little muddled to me. But uh, but this seems right. to be you know this is sort of your. Frankie Kazarian role is your elite hunters. Is your, the whole thing is that <laughs> yes. you don't like the elite. Um, is that the first concerto we've seen? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I, th- I think the to your point, Nick. I think it does a good job of establishing a live environment, right? Where you're sort of like right. you, you almost didn't know if that Young Bucks interview was pre like if it could have been pre taped, you probably wouldn't even have known. Right, right? but he has that feeling because there is so much hate material. There are so many promos on these shows. Uh, I think it does do a good job of sort of subverting that expectation for you that everything you see back there is pre-tapered. It's, it, that is allowed to spill out into the real world, into the live environment. So, yeah, a good catch there. I, I feel the same way. I think it, it does a, a huge service to the general feel of things. Yeah, I, I, the other thing about it is really uh, just like the placement of how they decided to do that scene where, you know, they bring Christian and he says, it, they, it's three on one. You really want to you really want to face me. And rather than have, have Christian have jungle boy come in it's it's luchasaurus that steps in so you still don't even really see any kind of cohesiveness between jungle boy and uh christian cage even in that scene so like i, I think that was really important to, if if that's the where, where they're going i kind of hope they are um i i want to uh so i assume we're getting has it been announced that we're getting a six man for full gear is that is, i assume that's what we're getting correct like that's the, that's the temperature i have from it yeah yeah, uh, I wanted to uh, propose another keep it or kick it. I'm ready. I got I got lots of them. I'm going. <laughs> Second of the night. I, I, um, keep it or kick it. Keep uh, keep it. You love it. You want more of it. Kick it. You send it to the the depths of hell. That's what I say, right? You you always hear me say that. You're always hearing me say that. Classic Nick. Uh, um, Christian turning heel at full gear. I would love. I would love to. I would love to know because heel. at full gear. Keep it or kick it? Keep it or kick it? Christian Cage. Christian Cage. <laughs> Christian Cage. Denim, denim Christian. How, how'd you like the denim look on Christian? I thought, I thought um, you know, listen, he he's a guy that continues to get the like, never going to, it doesn't seem like he's ever just going to get a good shirt. Uh, but I like, a, <laughs> I like a, a Jean sort of hoodie uh, into it, into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vince McMahon would call that Canadian cool. Do you know about that? Vince McMahon thinks that denim is just what Canadians wear to look cool. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, I've done it before. It looks like a. <laughs> I do. It looks like he's fucking around with a Harley Davidson logo. Sort of. <laughs> anyway, 
doesn't give me biker vibes, but I guess I don't really know him personally, do I? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the chain, the, the the face of of motorcycling has changed in my lifetime. Um, we go into we go we go we go from a little backstage brawl to uh some lucha libre action, a lucha open challenge mm. for the uh AAA tag team championships. It's FTR defending against Aerostar and oh no and, yeah and and Samurai Del Sol. I, I skipped the promo package. We'll, we'll go to that back. We'll go back to that. But uh, lucha libre open challenge uh, and FTR some some interesting music as well on this one. Um, Samurai Del Sol doing the lucha chance. Still, we're still doing this. I like that. Yeah, I guess so. He's bringing it back. Easy to do. Easy to do. Easy to remember. That's what I like about it. I'm not uh, lucha things. Not, not quick. Uh, you would remember if you didn't remember before. You would remember in that exact moment that that is Kalisto. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I did initially forget. Forget. And then that happened, and you were like, that is Kalisto, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's Kalisto, huh? It's a lot thicker. He's a lot bigger, actually. He is, yeah, throwing little bombs. Uh, anyway, listen, I love FTR. This is absolute Zoob's bait, as you will know. Um, giving them a chance to wrestle any tag team in the world that I've never seen before is a thumbs up from the kid. Uh, so no question on this one. Um, yeah, it, the, the funny thing I, I, I noticed... Uh, I just put, and this is sort of a, a, the style in general, is they do the little, it's like, uh, Samurai Del Sol does the, like the Flintstone runs that, that I find, I see all the time in, <laughs> in, uh, Lucia Lee, right? Where to get the timing right, the first two steps are taken in place, and then. Matt, Cord Ma Matt Cardona does those. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen, FTR, great at, great at adapting to styles, great at people, bringing people into their world, and, uh, I love the idea of the FTR world tour. I love the pairing of them with, uh, Andrade, I think finally some, oh. I think finally something that's going to give both of them a, a little bit of direction that they sorely needed, and and uh, an alliance that only needs to make so much sense for it to work, right? It, it's like, yeah, he paid them. Oh, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. They, they have family ties as well, so they yeah, uh, they paid like, them they, and they won titles and and money, money titles and and yeah, that's all that is to it. So, um, I think uh, I think a, an excellent uh, little little banger to have here in the middle of the show. So I'll say this, and this is this you is wanted where, me to ask you on the air. You said, "Ask me if I like Aerostar." I don't like Aerostar. Aerostar constantly, constantly can't have a match where he hits every single one of his maneuvers on the guy without them having to do a full blown back bump on their own. I, I listen. I've. I'm including Lucha Underground in this. I don't think he's good. <laughs> I don't think he's good. Because you know what? Like, I get, I get. Can he jump very far? Yes, he could. He's obviously has skill. He, we saw him do a hundred front flips. He's capable as a wrestler. Do I think that he is ever bringing a match to an upper echelon tier where I'm susp sus suspending my disbelief? The answer is no. He all he does is jump and plank at people and gets gets people injured. I'm mad about this. I don't like him. I don't like him on my on my television screen. I didn't like him with Drago and Lucha Underground. Get him out of here. Hey, where is he Drago? There's a guy. There's yeah, a guy. where is Drago? You're gonna bring Aerostar overseas. You're gonna bring Aerostar up from Mexico, and you're not gonna bring Drago up. I don't know. 
I don't think this guy I've seen him live and it's like obviously he's much more capable than I so I don't want to slander him but I just don't consider him in this top tier that everyone everyone always because of Lucha Underground at least North American fans always put him like Phoenix Phoenix, uh, Pentagon, Drago, Aerostar, like in the same conversation. And, and to me, he's just not in the same conversation as those guys. So I'm just not nearly as high on him as everybody else. And this is probably why my score is a lot less than a, a lot of people. They had, he had the most egregious tag. It instantly became a AAA match. During this, sorry, I'm pissed right now. <laughs> but Nick, I would counter it was. A, I would counter that it was a triple A match, technically. Yeah, it was because he tagged him in the center of the ring. But, you know, triple A <laughs> title, hypothetically. Triple A ref then. under triple A rules. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, just fired up. Couldn't upset me more. He time travels as well. He, he's a time traveler. That doesn't do anything for you. Are you going to the future to find out if he gets good? <laughs> yeah, I would. You think he would go into the past and. Maybe he's <laughs> he's from the past. Well, maybe problem, he, maybe yeah. he's in the future and, and went in the past. He would be something else. Um, I will say he does attempt my least favorite move in all of wrestling in one of these video clips. What, did, what, which is? He did Hurricane Runner on two guys at once. Uh, I've Ugh. never liked to move less in my entire life. Yeah, well, that's a, a perfect example of what I was saying. It, it, it's a move where I it can't takes for some... the life of me ex- explain what propels the people taking it forward. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but that's, like it's not ju- it's f- f- with a match with him though it's that six times and it's like okay like i, I don't know there's he's lending a getting a hand lens a lot so i don't know so you are not excited not about in- the forbidden door of aerostar being ripped off its hinges this no no not interested at all <laughs> this is one of the I've been very vocal about this during Lucha Underground as well because I've been told I've been told by my friends that I was I'm out I'm completely out of left field, but all he does is he also like for a guy that can flip and do all these things, all he does is plank. He planks all the time. Why is he planking? <laughs> it's not twenty. It's not two thousand twelve or whatever. When did plank? When was planking a thing? Sorry, I get apparently I do shows with you, Zoops. I just get mad. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Um, boy, oh boy, if, if this is this is the part of the show. If that match wasn't for you, um, I could see some marks coming off here in the next 10, 15 minutes. Uh, it's American Top Team against the Inner Circle, and uh, we get a promo battle, so so to speak, between uh, Chris Jericho and Dan Lambert. Uh, Lambert a little more hamming it up than usual. A little, a little more of the ham, like the, cha- the he here is here in the chance to get him going. Uh, but we have a lot of we have a lot of MMA fighters getting announced as wrestlers, and a lot of wrestlers promoing back. Uh, we got Junior Dos Santos. We have Andre Ar- Arlovsky. We have Paige Van Zant. We have the Men of the Year uh, uh, and Paige Van Zant's uh, husband is is how the one guy is introduced. <laughs> which is unfortunate and then uh somebody else <laughs> which was what what he was addressed as as well he was eventually addressed as somebody else yeah there's no two worst guys you, i don't know i don't know how into ufc or uh, uh mma you are but uh you want to line up 10 mma guys and tell me to name them and i'm gonna get i'm gonna go over 
I'm gonna get two two out of ten probably. So listen, if we're scoring, I'll tell you this: if we are scoring this promo battle in in an MMA format, or or you know ten nine, uh, boy oh boy, I would say that American Top Team wins this pretty handily. Uh, yeah. a, a, first of all, you know, anytime you're, <laughs> anytime you're promoing <laughs> with people, uh, who aren't professional wrestlers, people, you know, people who are, uh, MMA fighters who are making, you know, their first couple of ever appearances on wrestling television, uh, you gotta, you got all right, we'll, we'll give, we'll give Jake Hager the first promo out of the, out of the gate here and we'll let him take <laughs> on, uh, boy, oh boy. Um, sick Popeye reference. Yeah, so we we got Junior Dos Santos as the first pick uh, with the undefeated Jake Hager uh, picks Junior Dos Santos. Gets a good gets a line in about how his, how his most recent fight was seventy one seconds as he as he was dropped. Uh, and then I tell you a bit of a miss from Santana on his on his attempted he his was Arlovsky was Pitbull because of the fangs and it. Mm-hmm. Is that? Go on. Uh, I am not scared of dogs. Something like that. As I think, it was, I'm not scared of dogs, and these are my balls. Yeah, <laughs> was essentially. Yes, my was balls. Essentially, where uh, I mean, didn't didn't quite hit. And then listen, someone tries Paige Van Zandt, and she bodies she bodies them. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> quite frankly. Paige Van Zandt is the second best person on the mic behind Dan Lambert this evening uh, in this segment, um, which brings actually, me actually, yeah, sick Nick, my keep it or kick it for this evening. Oh, okay, let's keep let's it or kick it. it, Nick. And I asked the chat as well to keep this or kick this. Uh, if you don't know, if it is you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. Kick it is you hate it, you despise it, you never want to see it again. Oh. It's that simple. You have the emotes. If you're a uh, subscriber, you get the emotes. Keep kick. Very, very simple game. I will ask you this. Keep or kick this statement to the chat. Paige Van Zant will have one title match at least in AEW in 2022. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Josh like, kind of breaks kayfabe when Zoom explains. You wrote the, rules, the notes yeah. in the. You wrote the. Yeah, notes you gave it to us earlier. Yeah, you gave it to us yeah. earlier. Wow, I I think uh, Josh the only kick, and I will say Josh the only one who has any experience knowing anything about Paige Van Zandt <laughs> compared to where I am. Listen, do I do I want to see it? Absolutely. Um, Here's know, the I'll... thing, right? We're basing this off one promo uh, in which a lot of eggs were laid uh, on the uh, on on a lot of sides, and you know, being in the ring is a is a completely different thing. But you certainly hard to not watch that and be like, well, that's better than a lot of the promos that a lot that, that later on in the show we get a women's match, and you're like, geez, it's hard to say that she, that that promo wise she wouldn't obliterate most of the people involved in this. Yeah, you know what? I I I want to say oof, I don't know enough about her. Like I was saying, I don't not a huge MMA guy. I I, tr- I kind of trust Josh, but I want I'm gonna I'll go against him. I'll say keep. I'll, I I like. I think it's gonna let's, happen. Let's, yeah, let's 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 see it. I mean, listen. Obviously, 
she knows physical combat. She's a professional fighter. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, uh, from what I understand, uh, a lot of Dan Lambert's promos are, uh, are written by her as well. There you go. So that explains, that explains a lot. Josh says she's a great athlete and will make a great wrestler. If you don't, so that's assuming this. So she's getting a title shot. You're, I, I, you're saying a title shot in, in 2022? Josh, I will say. Uh, 2022. He says 2022 is just very new. Russell Britt Baker. I didn't. I didn't say AEW title. I said a title shot. I I had yeah, the TBS, TBS. title. Yeah, I had TBS title in mind. I, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have been clear. I should have clear. Should have been clear about that. I have TBS title in mind. I think. Is it crazy that she's fighting Jade Cargill at some point in 2022? No, not not at all. Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah. Perhaps I should have been clear. I said I said a title shot in AEW. Yeah, it could be NWA's one title. <laughs> you never know. Um, I, I would love to see that. Yeah, she absolutely destroyed them on the mic tonight. Uh, as well as just like another week of Jericho being real horned up. Uh, is anyone over this yet? Listen, there... listen, we got the we got the B word, which you know I'm I'm strongly against and all. But you know, you, you say it to a woman, it's a totally different thing. Disgusting, disgusting. Lost the line. Took me out of the segment. Um, two languages. Too long. This was yeah. too. This was this was a little mumbled and a little too many. A little too many misses on the mic for me to be to be super crazy <laughs> about uh, this segment. Um, what's your yeah, what, what's your temperature on uh, these people? Uh, it, it was so set up. And here's the thing that this the silly joke about taking all five of them at once was set up. And to me, it's actually more impressive that she delivered with conviction walking into that joke. If that makes sense, right? The 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 instinct as somebody coming on the mic here would be to not would be to just sound cool and tough, but she was she has the mind for it to let herself get set up like that because them getting the slam is what it's all about. So it's that's great. Yeah, no, it and, and she delivered in in such a way that even though it was such an obvious joke, it almost felt as if 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 Jericho wasn't in the ring, it wouldn't have been delivered. You know what I mean? So, which, which made a, made a difference, but, uh, uh, the segment itself, uh, I, I gotta be honest. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I, I want, like, obviously I want to see Dan Lambert get into a ring just to see him take a move, you know, <laughs> did promote her only fans. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh yeah i mean listen i guess i guess back to the topic at hand though we get dan lambert is your final entrant in this match um i gotta tell you what's your what's your sort of i you know when we, we do the keeper kick it every week on on dan lambert uh it's it's not about do you are you dying to see this guy get in the ring but this is sort of where these things eventually end up going is it not it, it, eventually the guy oh. gets dragged into the ring for a beating um, what are your expectations here with with all these MMA fighters now? Now knowing who is going to be in this match, I mean, we're still going to get some sort of Jericho uh, Page Van Zandt face off during this match. You got to you have to imagine there's some sort of uh, her protecting Dan Lambert or something along those lines. Um, I, I I think it's great. I mean, Dan Lambert, how great was it when he first got introduced and Lance Archer came out and just delivered a blackout to him? It was instantly it, it's what hooked a lot of people on him it was like this guy is willing to come out talk a bunch of trash and then eat some moves it's uh uh give it to me all day do i want to do i want to see him eat a 630 from sammy guevara not really but uh 
I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I think we'll probably get, you know, a nice little Judas effect. But uh, I, I'm entered if Dan Lambert's involved, I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. But uh, I think uh, the to believe that the inner circle's face our face just as by being chauvinistic and disgusting <laughs> is not like the best for me. But uh, Lambert is undefeated in pro wrestling two and zero. Josh wants us to know. Yes, uh, with Bobby Lashley versus uh, James Storm and some someone else, and then also just against James Storm. This is where it always yeah. goes. So listen, I, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna cook something up. We'll we'll see where this Woo. this goes out. I think he's probably he, he retired James Storm. I think I think, he, I think Lambert scores the pinball. I have to agree with Fast Dave. I think Lambert pinning Jericho is our our oh. exit on this journey. How sweet it will be. <laughs> what was what was the what was the segment that we uh, skipped? Oh, there was a Ruby and Statlander uh, going face to face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, built on I, respect, sort of a sort of a mutual respect. Uh, I know I Statlander had some good stuff about how she doesn't really even need to be a champion. She knows she's a you know she's good and a leader, but it would be nice to add some gold. And uh, yeah, some big baby face respect on both sides. So um, yeah, I thought it was really cool that Ruby was was just flat out being like, "I'm nervous. I'm really nervous for the like. I I know she's capable. I've seen what she can do, and I'm I I'm nervous. Like to express that kind of emotion in a face versus face match really really works for me. It it's it, it even just saying you're nervous is just like such a respectful thing in a way. It, uh, if if you take it, that, if you're a nervous person like I am, like that, a lot of the times you say really endearing things that, uh, and and just like express your honest emotion. It's because you want the person to know what what you're like going into the match, which I think is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of sort of weird. Uh, Promos that you're not really sure what's going on. We get we get Matt Seidel on the mic. Uh, <laughs> Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty challenging Dante Martin and Leo Rush to a match at some point, sometime. That's all we really know about what's going on here. I, <clears throat> I corrected. They were they challenged them to a match to see who is better. We don't really know when this will happen, but I got to tell you something. Some really intriguing talent in here uh, alongside Matt Seidel. Yeah, I think Lee Moriarty, I'm not as familiar as a lot of people are with what he's done in the past, but I think uh, uh, his showing against Bobby Fish at the Rampage buy-in was really, really good. I think there, I think there was, a, uh, he has a great, he's great charisma, he's got great in-ring, he, he's, uh, he's got even, even the music and the entrance, like he's, it seems like he's got it on paper, like uh, to the, he's got the blueprints for, to build something really big. So, um to see uh, put Lee Moriarty in this spot uh, against Dante Martin, uh, Leo, while Leo Rush and Matt Seidel are kind of like the more so the feuding war of words in this and uh, uh, war of words of this feud, but to, we're getting uh, Dante Martin, who's really being built up as this uh, sought after uh, star. I think uh, it can only really help Lee Moriarty. And I, I'm uh really looking forward to this uh the aspect of matt seidel i don't like matt seidel talking just okay. kick people <laughs> kick people for me uh fast dave says i did not even see dante there <laughs> yeah i dressed like uh <laughs> dressed like when you're creating a character and you don't change anything about the costume <laughs> blank black hoodie blank track pants uh doesn't say anything receives a handshake 
pretty much the extent of Dante Martin's work, but it's sort of the exact opposite of what we get from Matt Seidel, where you're just like, hey, Dante Martin not saying anything and just being amazing in the ring. That's just fine for me. Yeah, did you catch their match on Rampage, uh, Matt Seidel and uh, uh, Dante Martin's, by chance? You know, I didn't. I didn't yeah, uh, it was actually quite... Uh, uh, Matt Seidel showed a, a much edgier side to him during that match. It made me more interested in him and his character. But Plus, uh, look at the jacket covered in broken yeah. glass, I would say. I had to guess what that was. Yeah, what all down the sleeves there too? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Eyeball on the back makes you think, eh? Oh, makes you really open, think. Open, eyeball open on the back. Your, it could be anything. Open your third eye. Wow. Open your back's eye. Open the eye of your back. <laughs> they, uh, like they, like the Illuminati always say. But it, the I, I think, uh, I, I think Matt Seidel needs to not be in the position of a uh, promo off with Leo Rush. I think it only really hurts him. He's uh, he's representing and training now. Uh, Lee Moriarty is what we're led to believe for this. Yeah, which, I mean, we'll get the tag team match eventually someday, as we've been told. But uh, I think four, four guys in the ring that are going to really impress and show some stuff that we haven't seen. But uh, they need to keep these guys, at least Matt Seidel, away from the microphone a little bit. Sure. Uh, but listen, could be could be the kickoff show. It's suggested from Jay, the kickoff show for Full Gear. Could be, it could be. Listen, I'll I'll, I'll I'll track this down in my work. It's put on. I think this is. I'm excited to see more from Lee Moriarty, and excited to see uh, sort of what Leo Rush is is bringing and and what he sort of the direction he's going with everything in his time here. Because weird, remember he showed up in a battle royal, then uh, was announced as all elite, and then I think retired, and then. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what, what sort of his contribution is. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into the, into the pairings. Uh, getting more Leo Moriarty. Let's do this. Um, yeah. I think Leo Rush also claimed that he hasn't debuted because of that. Right. <laughs> so, you I mean, if you retire, it doesn't count, right? It's gone. Fair Never enough. Happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a quarterfinals match for the TBS Championship. Anna Jay against Jamie Hayter. Uh, and we, as we know, Haters, what they are bound to do. They're gonna hate. They're gonna hate. Haters going to hate. Uh, She wouldn't even wear her merch herself down to the ring. No, of course not. Absolutely. No one would be caught dead. (laughs) Yeah, she wouldn't be caught dead in her own shirt. No chance. (laughs) I wonder. That's a challenge for my, for the the viewers right now or the listeners if you're listening the next day. Find, Find me any picture of Jamie Hater wearing her own merch. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't. You didn't see Abaddon wear her merch either, obviously. But uh, but I would be curious if you if if any of those uh, <laughs> those segments uh, from uh, merch match, if anyone actually wears that <laughs> that merch. MJF wore the Jira Blow shirt. He did the but, one time, but he wore it before it was available in the shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think I've. You're not seeing Bucks wearing new bio every day, do you? Are you? <laughs> Excited to see. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see if anybody pulls up a single picture of her wearing that shirt. Um, <laughs> anyway, we get uh, Hater wins with a ton of interference. Uh, she gets she gets the rebel and the uh, and the um, two first. She gets it on the other side. She gets it with um, Champ DMD Britt Baker as well. Um, yeah, what did you think? What did you think here? Anna J still sort of uh, coming along here as as somebody so that. Still pretty green. Yeah. Um. I think. I think. Uh. Jamie Hater was. Uh. I. 
we've only really had the opportunity to see her against Chris Statlander in a match that she had ramp on rampage. That was like tremendous. It was two, just two hosses uh, going, going at each other. And I thought her attitude in this match rocked. I thought there was, uh, especially after getting the win, you know, I love a classic, uh, the referee raising the hand and ripping, ripping the hand out of the referee's hand, uh, uh, as well as just like a lot of trash talk when uh, Thunder Rosa ran to the ring. I, uh, she felt much bigger than uh, obviously she's standing next to Britt Baker. You have to make Britt Baker the spotlight, but I, I felt that she felt uh, she filled the spotlight tonight in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, did you have any similar feelings towards that, or is it am I just projecting this this feeling into the world? I thought she felt like really she felt like a threat for the first time in, in, a, in a while. The knowing the knowing glance at the end of the match, the wind blocking that camera right away, always. Always yeah. crucial. Always crucial to nail those moments. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think um, eventually she's gonna she, she's gonna turn, and we're gonna have we're she's gonna have a big moment. I think this training, sort of getting her ready for that, uh, is important. I think she's somebody that could catch on. The 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 division continues to sort of look for people. Um, she just needs a shirt to grow. Yeah, she she's a, <laughs> a trillion times better shirt would be a little yeah. helpful. Uh, and then. Uh, you talked about earlier the parade of beatdowns on this show. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a the wheel of faces. Sort of, they get a little bigger each time one one comes out. Take Conti, the first one out, comes charging down to make the save on Anna Jay, her friend, and then later on Thunder Rosa, even in the score after uh, after Take Conti gets numbers catch up with her. Yeah, I, I, this is a, a, a at least uh, Take Conti and. Uh, and Jay have uh, some form of alliance uh, or like dark order adjacent. I think I've had a complaint before. It's like too many times the the uh, the uh, the face faces of the women's division kind of just come and help each other because they like are friends. At least this this run in made sense. It's like Takanti came out because she was friends with Anna Jay. and then Thunder Rosa Thunder Thunder Rosa came out because there was actually. Like she is going to be facing Jamie Hader. It's like we are setting up the next match in the, the TBS tournament. Um, yeah, too frequently in the past we've had just like the faces of the women's division uh, protect each other because they're the faces. They did this earlier with like Rio and Thunder Rosa as well. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to see at least some consistency. But uh, I think it was a little it was a little awkward at times, uh, um, just especially when. People, when Reba and Britt were taking their turns running at uh, at uh, Take Conti, uh, at least there's stuff going on. At least the belt yeah. gives you stuff going on. You're able to you're able to make all those connections versus just people just running around. They're like because they're because some of them are good and some of them are bad. I, I, I at least the you know maybe maybe you ideal world you don't have to build a whole new belt for that, but at least something's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then boy howdy, do we get uh, do we get a, a banger? My certain opinion, MJF on the mic going at Darby Allen. Um, boy, I was a fan of this work. This was, I would say, the best of MJF's work in some time. He's had a little. He's had a little run here where uh, he's had a little run here where you know he sort of was just getting offensive for the sake of getting offensive and, and pushing boundaries and sort of testing people. Um, this was right down the canon. Uh, absolutely in his zone. Uh, some great stuff. Um, called them the very top of the pillars, much better than the other two guys in the pillars. All due respect. 
um, without us, the company doesn't work, which is a, I thought was a great line with all the new signings. None of it really works without your young stars that you're promoting. Uh, and then goes into pointing out not only is he the best on the mic, but he's also a better wrestler than Darby Allen is. Uh, called him a glorified stuntman when the matches start. And then he lets, for a guy who's so quiet and brooding, but his emotions get the better of him when he loses matches. I thought um, just a thorough, thorough promo and continued demonstration that MJF is at whatever level he, you want him to be at. He he's it's, You can see him getting there. Basically, as soon as he's thrust in the situation, personally, I don't know what everybody else, but I personally, when I see things like this, I'm like, what situation could he not get into and, and talk his way into and out of? Yeah, I think that uh, MJF, yeah, I, I have nothing but the exact same things to say, Zoobs. I think uh, uh, as well as him him talking about how he doesn't, he thinks that Darby thinks that he couldn't actually get to uh, act the same way as the rest of society he couldn't acclimatize, acclimatize himself to being the same as everybody else and that's what makes him worse um than him as well as saying that uh darby actually uh, bouncing back and saying that uh he's going to come he's not going to be a stuntman he's going to wrestle him mm. um the uh mjf true truly incredible on the mic here as well as uh just uh, him him saying to the uh saying that he's lost sleep over the fact that he couldn't figure out why they like him and not and not mjf just showing how lost mjf truly is about how he comes off to people uh just flat out saying i can't understand why they cheer for you and boo me and they say darby darby and it's like uh his ability to you know play to the crowd constantly as well just to just to trigger uh the response that he wants the crowd to have uh, in, in favor of the face even um, is perfect. Um, the fact that we've throughout the night too, there's almost like an old sting feel uh, during this uh, leading up to this promo as well. We got in an earlier match, them just uh, the, the, the camera actually just showing Darby saying Darby Allen in the crowd, watching the fight. And it's like, that's what used to happen with Sting. You'd be watching a match in WCW, and then randomly they would just put the camera on Sting up in the rafters. And seeing this, it was such a mirroring effect tonight to see it establish what what Darby Allen was doing and where he was when he's being addressed by MJF. I thought this was a really cool uh, throwback in a sense, as well as a, a, a great way to bring him down to the ring. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolute top top class. I put on on Twitter today, and then I keep it kick it. You know, MJF as as champion at some point in the next twelve months, and it was well, it was a lot of keeps on that one. I'll tell you, people seem people yeah, seem I, ready I, for I, that I, level of for him. I'm on the I'm on the kick end. You're kicking still on the kick end. Yeah, I think I think uh, you gotta let let that. I think Hangman's got a lot of feuds um, ahead of him. Uh, so I don't. I don't see MJF entering that immediately, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just, I just, I just personally don't see it. Um, boy, then then we get sitting there, and I was thinking, what do we follow that with? And, I, and what a treat. Uh, I, I am sitting here on Wednesday night finally getting a Andrade singles match. It feels like 
I had to pull teeth to get this on this channel. Had to bring me over. That's all you had to evidently, do. Evidently, evidently, yeah. I get the top. I get the top of the talks from Pump from Pump Punk from Pump <laughs> CM, CM Pump. Pump. <laughs> Good old CM Pump. And I get an Andrade singles match. It is against Cody. Um, boy, Cody's entrance is really something. <laughs> Holy jeez. Uh, <laughs> What no? What what is it? What is it that is it? Is it the center raise up from the uh, from the ground? I think it's the is lights it? off. It's the implication that the song has any sort of gravitas. I think is another <laughs> thing that I really enjoy about it. Like that that we hear the whatever the coin is or whatever it is that starts that, and like there's only one family of wrestling. Like, <laughs> that that does anything for anybody is truly uh, incredible to me. Um. Anyway, we get Andrade against Cody. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. What do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you think here? I mean, listen, classic. A couple of New York, you know, retreads going through the motions <laughs> for a uh, match that has a no, that has a, a screw job finish. You know, what do you think here? Classic. A bunch of New York washed up, eh? Of- uh, I frankly, I I thought I, Andrade is awesome. And he, uh, I thought there was some really uh, sweet transitions, and I thought the match itself was. I obviously knew it was going because of Malachi's promo earlier in the evening. You knew what the finish was going into this. Uh, at least I felt that way. That there was obviously some some sort of interference, but uh, I thought like Andrade's uh, like strikes are stiff as hell. I, I really I thought there was a, uh, I thought there was a lot of positives in this, and I'm I'm usually one to jump down Cody's throat but uh I think uh Andrade brought a lot of good out of Cody the the fact that we got the figure four spot even you know on you know the whole Rick Flair uh, the Flair adjacent with the the Rhodes family uh Lenny uh Rhodes Rhodes versus Flair's even though obviously Andrade is not blood related but um seeing him put in him put in uh in a figure four was a really cool spot for me uh but uh uh obviously the finish uh led to uh ftr coming back out mm-hmm. which i thought was, was was really cool i i the exchange of money obviously is the reason for uh the the alliance here um i don't think i hated the i i i think i kind of bought in at one point uh, around the times that uh, around the time that Andrade went, or sorry, when Cody went for the crossroads and it turned into the three amigos, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. We're, we're, we're not going to just bury Andrade. I was just really worried. We we're just going to flat out bury Andrade. <laughs> I mean, listen, it was, uh, it, it was, you're, you're absolutely right. Andrade is so, so smooth. The way he swings through things, the way that he moves, uh it, it's it's so funny it's sort of uh, the way i was thinking about it it was uh you know if you had those stupid wwe complaints about how much just the crowd liking what they're seeing is what a what a huge difference that makes just like the crowd being into wrestling and, and yeah. having feelings about either one of the guys um yeah you know um almost no, forgot to mention, almost where, forgot where to mention yeah we get we get the horseman at the end we get uh, Tully and Arn uh, a stare down and run-ins from the Lucha Brothers. A lot of uh, another post-match beatdown that moves to a thing that moves to a thing. Um, yeah, another post-match beatdown, which is number 
four on the evening. I wanted to ask you this. Did it feel out of, like, I know we involve, we're involving Andrade with FTR, but does, doesn't it feel, we didn't even mention in the Derby MJF thing that there are a thousand, a thousand masked men. Oh yeah. <laughs> a thousand masked, another beat down there. Men, yeah. It's, that certainly uh, with, lost with some momentum for me. Did, did that lose some of the momentum of the quality of the promo for you? Yes, I think I th- I think so. Uh, I, the only reason I'm going back to it is because FTR being involved in this Cody match felt very out of place because I do think I, I, I had a note earlier in the evening saying I thought FTR and Lucha Brothers, they need some more driving force. And obviously we got that in – we got a little bit of a showdown in the Cody-Andrade match. But doesn't it feel more natural to involve them in the the Sting Darby Pinnacle stuff rather than rather and rather than have Sting have you know a bunch of masked men masked men that look like Darby protect him? I I don't I I think it's strange to have this established faction to only not have them help or attack in. Their feuds. I, I'm sure it's very nitpicky. It's just it feels weird to have a run in from FTR in the segment where it's got nothing to do with where there was a, just a run in for right. someone else that was in their faction and they're hiding under the ring the whole time. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like obviously it's it's obviously like super nitpicky, but like if you're gonna have them run in, have them run in in the one that's involved with. Uh, they have. They're they're getting their money. They're getting their money. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you got to get paid. You put your blade for there. That's what that's what they they've established that already. Uh, anyway, we, we get there's a, a scramble at the end with all the all those tight teams running. We get Arn and Tully almost squaring off. Uh, my first thought, my only thought was like, I bet FTR just absolutely loving the world the world that they've created. You can say what you will about all these things, uh, all these run-ins and all these beatdowns. That was a cool moment that I'm sure those guys probably pop for deep down. Uh, you have to explain this one to me, Nick. What the hell was this John Silver promo? Oh man, <laughs> this is for the this is for the beat. That's for the BTE heads right there. Um, they went full. They they got full BTE tonight. We that was just a we basically just got a sketch from uh, being the elite this evening from uh, John Hungry, which is mean? literally sorry. What was that? What did it mean? What he said? What he? Oh, well, okay. So what he said was he was trying to give Adam Cole advice since showing up in AEW including being uh changing his gear being the dark orders manager and changing his name to budge and all of these things are just from a sketch that on BTE where he uh where John Silver and Alex Reynolds tried to be Adam Cole's friend and they're bad at it that's that's the sketch and then they called him budge he said it's all about the budge instead of all about the boom. And that's, that's it. There's nothing more to it. And it's not good. <laughs> um, you're caught up. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, so like for that, for them to do that, uh, to pure, that's, that felt like the first ever full, a uh, full BTE crossover moment that wasn't involving the bucks and it was a giant miss um <laughs> i guess we'll see how over that is when the next time when they when they face each other which is friday right you have that you have that to look forward to on friday yeah yeah i mean i hope it's something more but it it there it was i don't know uh, uh yeah that was it was there it was certainly on the show that was <laughs> 
that's the best way I can uh, describe it. And now, now to to you, someone who doesn't ever watch BT, doesn't know anything about. I had no that. idea what, what was what, going. I had no what, idea what was what, going. No, no, nothing at all. Anything he was saying, you were just like. I didn't. I didn't even know he was saying Budge. I really didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. So he wanted to rename. He wants to rename Adam Cole Budge. That was. That's the basis of the joke. That's what he thinks is funny. All right. And that's where we're going with this. Yeah, usually I agree with Manny Mac. Usually it's like Easter eggs towards that towards BT. This yeah. was just was just BT. Yeah, it was too. It was. Listen, it's fun. It's fine to have fun on your YouTube show, but uh, this was officially to me. That's living. Yeah, it was. Did not need to be on the television show. Uh, we're taking it to the main event, but stick around after the main event. We're talking to my friend Dylan Gott from the Wrestler Review. Uh, Canadian comedian, one of the funniest guys in the in the whole world, I would say. I think he's the funniest guy in the world. I'll have to ask him when he comes in. Uh, he he might have won that. Might have won funniest yeah, guy. Check in the, the world. check the ranks on that. Yeah, check the rankings. Check the uh, I C <laughs> W rankings. Yeah, the National World IWC. Yeah, National <laughs> World Comedy rankings. I think he's number one, uh, or he was recently. Uh, Dylan Gott you know, for the Wrestler Review. He and uh, another comedian, John Hastings, who was on America's Got Talent. Uh, they do. They do. They review individual wrestlers on their podcast oh. over the course of whole episodes. I was on there to talk about uh, IRS, and I talked about um, Stacey Keebler once. She's got legs. Stacey Keebler is way more famous than most people, right? She did George Clooney. That's crazy famous. That, that's a, that's that's insane. Crazy, that's a, she's so much more famous than so many people from the Attitude Era. It's bananas. Her era and the era just after it, like the, although those like Kid Rock did her theme. Absolutely, <laughs> she's extremely. All He's extremely, extremely famous. Uh, that brings us up to the main event. Uh, we get to Orange Cassidy against Miro. Uh, I had a good time with this one. I liked, I liked Orange, Orange using the weird offense, using the being unorthodox, using it to clearly piss off Miro versus like it being like, well, why would Miro play along with this stuff? As, as always, the question with this, with his style, is like, why would the other guy let it happen? He's using it to enrage him, and like a bull, he's charging at him. Uh, I thought a great use of Orange Cassidy. Awesome to have him uh, across from Miro as a main event. I thought a worthwhile main that you know you you were able to believe could go either way with with the way the tournament set up. Yeah, I think a lot of people also complain generally about how Orange Cassidy should always be blase, very very calm and cool, collected. But it's like he has history. He has like very serious history with Miro, so it makes sense right out of the gate to go the route that he did. Um, as well as like the the fact that we played up two injury angles, and I feel like both of them were very effectively used throughout the match. I mean, we the finish itself. We know that Orange Cassidy's ribs have been hurting. We know that Miro has a neck injury. He goes for that swinging. Uh, DDT the match itself I thought like in ring was really really good I thought I thought there was there there's the swinging DDT right there actually and uh I think that uh they they nailed it I think for short notice this wasn't the match that we were initially supposed to see um we also got a nice little moment where Orange Cassidy gave thumbs up to uh, Matt Hardy as well um I thought maybe that was where we were heading some, another run in at that point. I was convinced that we were just getting another run in. So um, great stuff. Great stuff from OC and Miro. So next up for Miro. Yeah. We Brian, on commentary as well. Brian. That's right. Brian Danielson watching along. Right. Uh, 
eventually Miro wins with the with the game over with the accolade, whatever you want to call it. The 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 redeemer uh, clutch. Uh, it's going to be Daniel Brian Danielson against Miro. What do you think of this one? More more old New York retreads. New York yeah. castoffs, three runs. Is this USA no. Network? What is this? Yeah, ser- seriously, with uh, when we had Andrade and Black uh, and Pac on Rampage last week, I was like, what are we watching? What is this, NXT? Yeah. <laughs> Three years ago? Um, I think uh, it's going to be a banger. Ryan Danielson just brings bangers. That's what he does. Um, I, I don't think he need, that we need anything more than him sticking a hand out for to, to shake his hand going into the match and Mira walking away from it. It's perfect for the lead up. Um. I think uh, all, ta- all it takes is another vague promo from Miro talking about how God has put him b- back on the proper path. And uh, uh, I, expe- I expect a new finish. What kind of, fin- what kind of finish are we going to get from uh, Brian Danielson? Another, another different submission? What are we looking at here? I don't know. This could be, it could be, it could be, you could bring up the super finisher, the small package. Oh, it is sort of that's his, a- that's his, that's his absolute murder weapon. If he has to break emergency, you know he is the he is the king of the small package. Well, I think yeah, it could I, be Paul Smackage. Paul Smackage, that's a, a, excellent. Uh, I would love to see it. I, I'm honestly, I I'm really into the Brian can win from any angle uh, angle that we're going with. So give me more. Ooh, something with his neck, cattle mutilation. Yeah, could be, could oh. be. Ooh, textual. I love that. I love it contextually. So Nick, going over the whole thing, what did you think? Reevaluating it, what did you think of the show tonight? I think I'm right. I think I'm. I, I think I'm at a five. After discussing how many run-ins there uh, there were, I think uh, the good that w- the good was good. Um, I think the bad for me, I think the the bad for me was pretty was pretty bad. I think uh, the the level of repetition is what uh, what holds me back from giving uh, this show anything higher. All right, I'm gonna stick with my five point five, and we are gonna say good night to the podcast listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. Nick and I, what a great time we had. Uh, and we're going to bring in for the live streamers at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Dylan Gott from the Wrestler Review is about to join us in just a moment. Talk, talk wrestling. The Nasty Casties. Have a great night and love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain love and energy